Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. Our theme for today is law. This morning we noticed that my Savior came to earth to fulfill the law. We notice that by coming to fulfill the law means that he had a high view of the law. He respected the law. Not like some who believe that he somehow dismantled it, destroyed it, tore it up. And when they see that word abolish in Scripture, they think maybe that's what he did. But in fact, Jesus said, I did not come to destroy, I came to fulfill. And the idea behind it is, once it has been completed, it no longer serves the same purpose. And I left you this morning with the illustration or the image of what it means for the law no longer to be effective. And that is decommissioned. Like a military battleship is decommissioned, put into dry dock, and allowed to be a museum for people to come. And when they come there, they can relive the past. They can see the effect of the past on the present and look for it into the future. It stands as a memorial reminding great things that we need to consider. Therefore, let us not be people who avoid the Old Testament. Let us be people who appreciate the Old Testament. It stands as a living memorial to everything that we now have. For Paul said, what things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Without our understanding of the Old Testament, we really cannot understand the New Testament. But from that discussion of fulfilling the law, I think we need to understand the law mentality. When you read the way the Jewish leaders acted and, and taught the people and did the things that they did, very quickly you understand that there was a mentality connected to that law. And I want us to understand it. I would encourage you to read the bulletin article from this week because in it I detailed, or mentioned anyway, a couple of friends here. One of whom is related to me as father-in-law. And he is really big on looking too quickly. How did I put that? I wanted to write it or say it in such a way to get the point. He is one to quickly look for split infinitives. Now, if you know what a split infinitive is, you just heard one. You are to look quickly. There is no way to quickly look. There's another one sitting over there, and he believes that we don't have enough commas. I happen to agree with both of them. In fact, they have through the years reminded me of that so many times that I am now conscious of commas, not only in writing, but even in speaking, and also 
split infinitives. Now, I would not in any way characterize these two gentlemen as legalists or Pharisees. That's not a legalist mentality that I am talking about. But I do think when we look into Scripture, we see a legalist mentality. We see a law mentality. And while Jesus came to fulfill the law, He did not come for the purpose of advocating the law mentality or the legalist mentality. So I tonight would like for us to think about what that means, the law mentality. In the first place, let's think about what the problem is. Why is there a problem with the law mentality? Now, if you want to take your Bibles and go ahead and open to Matthew 23, the vast majority of the lesson will be found there. And the first of these points is found in verse 13. And there we find that the first problem with the law mentality, the legalist mentality, is that it keeps people out of heaven. Notice what Jesus said in this chapter dedicated to rebuking the Pharisees. Woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. The problem number one with the legalist or the law mentality is that it bars the door to heaven to people. It may be because the legalist wants to keep people out who don't follow the laws as they say they should be. But it also could be that the people looking at the legalists and how they live and how they act, they keep themselves out by saying, well, I don't want to put up with that. I don't want to be a part of that attitude. That mentality doesn't fly with me. So the first thing that I would suggest to you, and it would be enough, is to say that the law mentality keeps people out of heaven. But there are two other points that James makes in James chapter 2 in the text that was just read. James says there are two other reasons why the law mentality is a problem. Number one in James's statement is the law mentality expects perfection. And his point is well taken. If you live under a law mentality, then what you're saying is this, every one of the laws must be kept perfectly. And if you mess up in only one of them, you now are a lawbreaker, he said. If you don't commit adultery but you murder, you are still a lawbreaker. So under a law mentality or a law system or a legalist mentality, every time one person sins, they are forever a sinner. They are always a lawbreaker. Therefore, they never get it right. And number three, or two in James's list, verses 12 and 13, the legalist, the law mentality, brings judgment into your life. Not mercy. In fact, the law mentality gets rid of mercy and is only about judgment. But if you want to live the law of liberty that James talks about, now you have opportunity 
for mercy to be given to people who fail in their lives. None of us is perfect. Not one of us has failed to break a law. And not one of us, in attitude or action, will be free of that potentially for the rest of our lives. We will at least be tempted. And sometimes we will fail. The law mentality is a whole lot worse to live under than the law of liberty. So, how can I recognize it? What will I see when I am trying to see the legalist mentality? Well, I want you to notice what Jesus points out about these Pharisees. And as we see what he says about them, and we notice what they said and what they did or what their mindset was, maybe we will be able to see the legalist or the law mentality in our own lives, number one, and in the church, number two. Think with me first. Look at verse 14. The law mentality speaks words without presenting a message. He says, you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense you make long prayers. You remember the story of the two who were praying in the temple. Jesus also referenced it in Matthew chapter 6. And apparently there were people who would put on a display of praying in these long prayers with these high words to make people be impressed by them. The law mentality looks at the words, speaks a bunch of words, but doesn't present the message. So when someone is constantly tied up over the words and the basics of the things, the way something is said, and getting it exactly right and in the form that they want, the message often is overlooked. When I see that, I'll see the law mentality at work. Look at verse 15. Here he says... The law mentality focuses on numbers and overlooks people. He says, you travel land and sea to get one proselyte. And when he is one, you make him twofold more the child of Satan. The idea is they are so concerned about getting numbers that the people become unimportant. I wanted to make sure the first time, a couple of times that I've been to Guyana, I talked to my dad about it and David and I have talked about it. And he had the same thought as well. When people come back from mission trips of any sort whatsoever... And their main concern is to show how many baptisms and how many restorations. That's only part of the story. What I would say is that you need to be concerned about the people. So how many of them were taught? That to me is a much better thing to think about. But in the Pharisaic 
law mentality mind. It's all about numbers. Let's add up numbers. And the people in that scenario are not nearly as important. Look at verse number 16 through 22. Here, Jesus says, you will see the law mentality at work. Whenever you notice an emphasis on letters without the Spirit. Letters without the Spirit. Notice what he says. These Pharisees had made a farce out of God's law by saying, okay, you can swear, notice if you will, verse 16, you can swear by the temple that it's nothing. But if you swear by the gold of the temple, then you have to do it. Did you catch that? You can swear by the temple, meaning it sounds good, it sounds pretty legit, but you don't have to do it. That's what they're whispering on the side. Oh, but if you say, I swear by the gold of the temple, now you have to perform that one. Jesus is pointing out which one is greater, the temple or the gold on the temple? Don't you see the point? He is saying the Pharisees, the law mentality made up a law. And the law was to be concerned, but not about the spirit. You're concerned about the letter. So you start writing the individual nitpicking things and overlook the whole point. The point was lost in the particulars. And that's a problem. And when you see that, that's the law mentality at work. Look at verses 23 and 24. Here, he said, the law mentality loves money, but they don't like giving. Oh, you pay your tithe of mint, anise, and cumin, these smallest herbs in their gardens. They would be sure to pick off 10% of the leaves on those herbs to give a tithe. But then Jesus said, you have overlooked the weightier matters. Were they really giving when they were doing that? Were they really giving when they were so precise? Notice what they were doing. Yes, they were saying we're doing what the law says, but what they were really doing is they were saying, I don't want to do more. That's the problem. The problem is not picking off the leaves because Jesus said, you ought to do this without leaving the other undone. The problem is not the tithing. The problem was that the giving or the tithe had turned into a way to avoid doing more. 
Now that's the law mentality. I don't have to do any more than that. I don't want to do any more than that. They love money. They just don't love giving. Verses 25 through 28. Jesus said, you will see the law mentality. When you notice that these people think about an appearance without substance whatsoever. Appearance without substance. What do you do? You clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but the inside is dirty as it ever was. Have you ever taken a glass out of the dishwasher? And on the outside, it was clean. And then you look inside, and there is stuff still there. That's what spawned the commercial, you got to clean the dishes before you clean them in the dishwasher to get a better dishwasher sold. But the idea is, that's what they did. They made everything look good on the outside, but not on the inside. It was still ugly, just like those white-washed tombs. Oh, they look spectacular. But inside, what are they? Dead men's bones. The law mentality is so concerned about the appearance, but never really talks about the substance. We're in the midst of renovating master bathroom in our house. And we were looking at vanities Noticing the price of vanities. Then Mark noticing the workmanship. They look great on the outside. But a whole bunch of them are really almost like particle board on the inside. Oh, but you see, years ago, 25 maybe, Gerald Highmore made our cabinets vanity in the bathroom. Solid wood, good stuff. We're not buying that stuff. We're going to repurpose this stuff because it's solid, it's substance. The law mentality says the appearance is really all that matters. Finally, look at verses 29 and 30. You will see the law mentality at work the minute you notice that someone is so concerned about the splinters that they forget the beam. Jesus spoke about that, didn't he? You want to get the splinter out of somebody else's eye, but you don't consider the beam that is in your own eye. Look at these guys. What did they say? Oh, if we had been there where our fathers, the prophets were, or, or where our fathers were, we wouldn't have mistreated those prophets. We would not have killed them. We would have respected them. We would have honored them. In fact, didn't they build monuments and tombs as though to say, oh, we're better than our forefathers. They killed them, but we would not have. And Jesus is really saying, 
you've forgotten the beam sticking out of your own eye. Because in fact, they were at the time that he was talking, planning to kill the supreme prophet Jesus. The splinter, not the beam. Now, when I see these things, I can know that the legalist mentality, the law mentality is at work. That's what Jesus told me so he, we could avoid it just like he told his people. But let's back up. Let's be careful. Brother Ira North wrote a fantastic book. Jack, 30, 40 years ago, balance, tried and tested for church growth. The concept, balance. What I think Jesus is talking about is balance. He is talking about the one side, but I think the rest of Scripture is all about balance. Therefore, let's balance the law mentality. Back up, if you will, to this text again. Let's balance it out. Verse number 14. Sure, they speak words without presenting a message. But let us be balanced to understand that every word of God is important. And even though they concentrated on words and missed the message, let us not be people who devalue the words. God's word is important. Every word Jesus even said about the old law, not one jot, one tittle would fail away until I fulfill it. It's important. Be careful not to run the other way in extreme. Let us be balanced people. Look at verse 16. Sure, they focused on numbers and not people, but let us remember that every number represents a soul. Let us not fail to understand that. Why do we count how many people are here? We need to think about that. Why is it important for us to count and know how many people are here? If that that counting is for the purpose of comparing our size church with others, wrong. If it's a way for us to say, oh man, look how great we are, wrong. But if it is a way to say, here's how many people have been exposed to the Word of God. And in those numbers, not concentrate on the number, but on every single person. Let me give you an example. And I hope, I hope somebody here or online will help me. And I hope the people I'm about to refer to are listening. This morning, there were three young ladies sitting right there. I got tied up with something and didn't get to meet them. Now, one of them looked like somebody I know, but you know, with a mask, who can tell? 
But what if those people were here for the first time? Oh, they're in the number. We got a number. How many were here? But who are they? If anybody met three young ladies, I'd like to know who they were. Because they're more important than the number that we were gathered today. Look at verse 16. We better make sure that while they emphasized the letter and not the spirit, the spirit without the letter is no better. The spirit without the letter runs wild. It's not controlled. It's not where God wants it to be. So we need to stay balanced, letter and spirit. Verses 23 and 24. If we give without money, yet we make money, are we really giving? I mean, they love money, but they didn't love giving. But what if we love giving, but we never give money? Are we really giving? We could say that about time or talent, opportunity, anything. Are we really giving if we don't give from all that we have been benefited? Let us be balanced to have a giving mentality that includes the proper understanding of money, the proper understanding of time, uh, the proper understanding of every part of what we can give because of what we have been given. Verse 25 through 28. We need to understand that while they valued appearance over substance, let us not forget that our appearance is the first impression people have of our substance. Now, that can be taken to an extreme. I mean, I remember the days when every man seemed to have hair past his shoulders. And I remember the first thought I had about those guys. Well, that appearance may not in fact be representative of his substance, but in impression it was. Let us be people who are not only concerned about our substance, but concerned about the appearance, the impression we give to people about the substance. But let us also be more concerned about finding out about the substance of people rather than being satisfied with the first impression appearance that we have received. Verse 29. Yeah, they were looking for splinters and overlooking beams. But you know what a beam is? A beam is a whole bunch of splinters put together. Meaning, we don't get so tied up in splinters that we forget the beam, but we certainly understand that a whole bunch of splinters make up that beam. We have problems. We have issues. We have to deal with them. We can't just let them slide and build up and become a beam. 
Well, the law mentality. I think this is what it looks like. I think it's, this is how we're going to see it. And I also think this is what we need to be careful and not allow ourselves to become unbalanced as the people of God. I hope today our understanding of law and the law mentality is better by our time spent in study today. Thank you for joining us online, for being with us here. Be with us every week, and we will continue to try and present the message of God. And as always, may God bless our, our country, our congregation, and every individual amongst us as we attempt to be balanced when it comes to the Word of God. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.